You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Chad and Zay. God, this is a great beat. Hour number three on a Tuesday. It's Chad and Zay. I'm Chad Hastings. He is Isaiah Collier. He picks out a beat to start each third hour for you. All right, Zay. I know I've heard this. It's been used for all kinds of things. Maybe I've just heard it on shows, but... uh. Uh, I'll guess it's a Dre beat. I don't know. I don't know if it's a Dre beat, but the artist Faramanch. Faramanch? Yeah. You spell that for me? What is that? P H A R O A C H E. Monch. M O N C H. Faramanch. Okay. I have not heard of. Yeah. I want to say this is it. I'm sure Faramanch fans <laughs> would. Say, Zay, you're bogus, but... You know we got Faramanch fans listening. Come on now. All right. uh, So that beat gets us started on this third hour. Yeah, shout out to my man Chris for the request of this instrumental. To the listener that texted in, I wish the grudge between Harge and his bedroom performance would end. See, that's (laughs) rudeness. Harge is trying to help you and your possible bedroom issues with the... The discussion and the spots that are out there. So come on, come on. Um, we will um, <laughs> we will continue the grudge discussion uh, because Tom Herman and Drew Locke buried the hatchet today. They played golf today. Backpacks were involved and pictures were taken, and they both made the backpack, you know, hand gestured thing, and they put it behind them. The fact that it's 2023 and they haven't put it behind no. them yet is scary, but it's true. So the whole Texas Bowl thing from back in the day, now it's behind them. So we're just asking you, what other grudges can we get rid of? We've been trying to get rid of them throughout the day, whether it's Michael Jordan and Isaiah or Michael and Scotty or some of the others in sports. We're trying to work our way through it and see if we can get people to just get along. So is this a coincidence, but both Tom Herman and Chris Beard – Look a little odd <laughs> just now from Chris Beard being clean shaven to Tom Herman, whatever he has going on, like weird skinny. I'm glad he's healthy and all, but they just look different than they did mm. when they were the head coaches here. You're saying the Texas experience changed them yeah. and now they're, they appear to be different people? Well, yeah, that, but so they cl- look different. Like so- that picture with Drew Locke and Tom Herman – and then when you saw Tom Herman, see, I still haven't accept, seen. Let me, let me look it up right now. Yeah, that because I haven't seen this new Tom Herman. Everybody's talking yo, about. Oh, he just looks Tom off. Herman and Drew. He's clearly lost weight in his face, in his body. And then I think about Chris Beard and just how weird he looks now, clean shaven and stuff. And plus, knowing what we know what happened 
They just look different. <laughs> I love headlines. T- Drew Locke, Tom Herman, squash beef in mind-boggling photo. Mind-boggling? Really? Is it that good? I haven't seen yeah, it yet. Yeah, it's just a photo. Mind-boggling. Well, okay, here we go. Oh, I see. Right? Something's just off. Okay. Should should Drew Locke be that much bigger than Tom Herman? Not that much. It really? Wow. I mean, I know Drew Locke's an NFL quarterback, and, you know, we're, we don't just have Bryce Youngs and Kyler Murray's running around playing the position. Yeah, no, that's Usually fair. Usually you're around 6'3", 6'2", 6'4". Tom's rocking a palm tree shirt and an FAU Owls hat. You got to appreciate that. And uh, yeah, and both of them are throwing the you know the little hang loose sideways hang loose thing. Yeah. That the, that's what the backpack thing was sort of known for. And yes, Drew Locke does have a backpack on. It just so happens on his right shoulder, he does have a backpack strap mm. on. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, Tom Herman looks like somebody there, and I can't come up with who it is. He looks like some actor, but I just can't think of who it is. Well, I can yeah, even he... go on and say Shaka Smart looks different too. Yeah, now Shaka's is about hair in general yeah, to me because that the, hair's fr- he needs to go back to bald because whatever he has going on for a beige brother like himself, it's fried. Uh, it's not good. Seems to be working for that basketball team. Though. Is it? Because they're not playing. Well, this no, week. but I mean they were a two seed. They had a really good year. He's up for coach Un- of the year, and they underachieved. And you think like it's Shaka Smart does a lot playing in a Power Six conference? Shaka Smart Power Six conference. A lot of underachieving. Uh-huh. Shaka Smart mid-major out here looking like Mike Krzyzewski. So, real quick, Naismith Coach of the Year. The four finalists are two that are still in, Jerome Tang and Kelvin Sampson, and two that are out, Shaka Smart and Matt Painter. Any thoughts? Give it to Jerome Tang. I, Matt Painter, Shaka Smart, you guys both didn't make it to the second weekend. Y'all don't deserve it. I know it's clearly a regular season award, but it shouldn't be kind of like the MVP awards and all these other professional sports. But Kelvin Sampson, I mean, you play in the AAC. Y'all aren't even the Power Six conference team. Mm-hmm. Y'all are good. Y'all are talented. Y'all's record is good and all, but Jerome Tang being picked last in your conference, only bringing back um, Mahmoud and uh, Marquise Noel. Those are the only returning guys that you had when he touched down on that campus from Waco. And to do what he did, get into the second weekend. And with a lot of teams and, and statistics said, this team probably won't make it to the Sweet 16 He's overachieved a lot. I think it goes to Jerome Tang. Okay. Now, for Coach Terry, I know a lot of people are like, what about Rodney Terry? Doesn't he deserve it? Yes and no. Yes for what he's done this year, dealing with all the Chris Beard stuff. But no, he hasn't been the head coach from jump. So I I would say that kind of disqualifies Coach Terry. Kind of a technicality. Yeah, but but still. Coached a lot of games, though. Yes, he has. Yeah, I I would be okay if he was considered for that. But I get it. If you want to say you got to be stem to stern, you know, that's that's fine. Um, All right, so if you are interested, we are closing in on draft day in the NFL. It will be April 27th. So Mel Kuyper put out a mock draft, post-free agent mock draft, and – it was, came out early this morning. Zay, I thought we'd take a look at this here, give everybody a sense. Obviously, Texans fans are wondering what happens at the beginning. So he's got Carolina, after, of course, the trade with Chicago, taking Stroud first. Mm. You got the pick of whoever you want. He's got them taking Stroud and the Texans taking Bryce Young. 
If I was a Texans fan, I'd be pretty happy with that. Yeah. I would really. Take either or. I'd be happy with that. Then he's got uh, a trade up from the for the Colts to get Will Levis at three. I don't know about that. Now, that'd be a hell of a run on quarterbacks. Three for Levis? I don't know about that. He's got Arizona sitting pretty at four with Will Anderson. Just wait for Will Anderson to fall. Anthony Richardson, five to Seattle. So all four quarterbacks gone by the fifth pick? Jeez, Mel. Uh, They all can't be great. No, they all can't be. There's no way all four of them work out. Like we were saying that, the Zach Wilson draft coming to the wall. They all can't be great. And we see that Zach Wilson is now that guy that probably ain't going to be great. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Six for Mel Kuyper in this mock. Jalen Carter to Detroit. So would he slip a little? Yeah. But we've heard he's not slipping out of the top ten. Even with the weird workout, he's still that good. Yeah, you've got to have a heart on that workout stuff. I I understand that brother coming back out of shape, dealing with what he had to deal with Mm -hmm. legally-wise. Yeah, you've talked about it. I think that's a logical way to look at it. Uh, He's got, for the rest of the top ten, Christian Gonzalez of Oregon to the Raiders. Devon Witherspoon, eight of Illinois to the Falcons. Now, that could be interesting if you're a Cowboys fan. Remember, Cowboys would love to have a badass corner at 26. Still, even with Gilmore? But will there be... Well, that's true. That's true. I hadn't thought about with Stephon Gilmore. Maybe that does change. I think it changes a little that bit. It may change it a little bit in terms of what you want. It's a good point. But then these that's how early, though, the mocks are having these corners go. And I think Witherspoon's really good. I'm not as familiar with Gonzalez from Oregon, but I know a lot of people love him. Paris Johnson, tackle from Ohio State, going nine. Uh, Squaronic, 10 to the Eagles. 11, Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. That's still, still a head scratcher. Because we knew he was really good. We, we knew that. Yeah. Does that feel, still feel high to you? I don't know, man. Like, what was his I'm, measurements at the combine deck? Did he really go crazy? I think he had a pretty good combine. I'm not sure. Does he have like, that? We really didn't talk about him. 6'6, 271. Like, he's recovering from a broken foot, so he didn't even work out there. Oh, there you go. Okay. So that's why I guess I hadn't seen it. But 6'6, 271 is what he has here. Um, and yeah, I mean, I thought he was good. I thought he was really good. I didn't know he was going to be top 15 kind of good, but. Hey, great for him. Tennessee's there at 11. So here you go, Texans fans. How about this, Zay? If I'm a Texans fan and I told you they'd get Bryce Young, what if at 12, Nolan Smith of Georgia's just staring right at you? Oh, yeah. And you take him? Yes. Hell yeah. You buy that one? 12, 2 and 12? If I'm a Texans fan, can I sign up for that today? Hey, all day, air day. Can I lock him in? With what that dude did Ooh. in Indianapolis? Like maybe 439 at 238. Edge rusher. If Jalen Carter fell to me at 12, I'd have to think about him first. But if he didn't, and that freak is staring at me, Nolan, with what he did, ah, I think that's good. Because that's a guy that came in and we already knew he was good. Yeah. And then he does that at the combine. All right, now let's go down to Cowboy land, Zay, because I think this is going to upset some Cowboys fans, especially you who have said that if the Cowboys get B. John Robinson, you will become a fan. Let's go to pick number 21, shall we? Chargers get Dalton Kincaid, a tight end from Utah. That's somebody the Cowboys apparently like. Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College at 22. Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver from TCU at 23. And again, back to your discussion with Gilmore, now that the Cowboys got Cooks, does it change the way they look at receiver in the first round? Mm. So... Quentin Johnston, 23. 24, Jacksonville, Will McDonald, the DN from Iowa State. That'd be cool if he ends up 
going in the first round. Jordan Addison, USC at 25, and here we come, 26, Dallas Cowboys. Mel Kuyper says, I'm going to try this, Adatamiwa Adabaware, the D-end from Northwestern. He ran a 4.49.40 at 282 pounds at the Combine. Fastest time of any player over 280 pounds since at least 06. Yo, that's flying. That's freakish. Freakish. He played about 75% of his snaps at DN, could move inside, says Mel, to the next level, and work as a three-technique tackle. Uh, And then he talks about Demarcus Lawrence turning 31 this offseason. They need to keep adding young players to their rotation. And then Mel Kuyper has the Bills taking Bijan at 27. Yeah. So prepare yourself now, Zay, as a Longhorn fan who's willing to get on the bandwagon. If the 27th pick shows up and Bijan, if the 26th pick comes up and Bijan is there and the Cowboys don't take him. Cowboy fans that are Longhorn fans, if they're already that, they'll get mad and upset. Will you actually be mad at that point, or will you just kind of turn and think, okay, well, I'm just not going to be a Cowboys fan? Nah, the second one, just turn around and not be a Cowboys fan. Okay. I mean, it would make sense, but if you're Mike McCarthy and you're saying that you're going to run the football this year, it doesn't if you don't take B. John Robinson there. Because I get it, Demarcus Lawrence is 31, and that's why you would take – Oh boy, from Northwestern. I mean, mm-hmm. he's getting up there. But still, with what you've been doing in this offseason, from Stephon Gilmore on the defensive side to Brandon Cooks on the offensive side, re-signing guys like Vander Esch and Wilson and keeping the guys like Curse around mm-hmm. to go along with Micah Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. And then you got C.D. Lamb, who had his best year. He showed you that you're a number one. You just put Tony Pollard on the tag. You're just missing one little piece. Now, we still don't know about the tight end position. Dalton Schultz just signed one year with the Texans. Yeah, how about so that? that's done. Yeah, $9 million. Dalton Schultz and, De- and Devin Singletary to Houston. Yeah, I mean, whatever. I kind of like both those moves for Houston. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, you see at 28th on Mel Kuyper's list, Darnell Washington's there. Oh, yeah. So it's just all three players are really good, but you're – I think they're closer than what we talked about when they lost that game against the San Francisco 49ers. We talked about just them not still not being close because of the Dak Prescott 17 interceptions. For, well, from that day to now, mm-hmm. they've made moves to make them a lot closer. And you see guys like Gardner Johnson leaving in Philly. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be that same team. So right. the Cowboys, on paper, they've gotten better. It's just about what else do you need? Is Big Mike going to put Dak in those situations where they could be successful and do what he says they're going to do, run the football? We don't know. But it will obviously be a lot easier if you have Bijan Robinson in the backfield. I would think so. Uh, And again, even if you don't end up with Bijan in the first round, can the Cowboys come out of this draft with another running back? You would think so. You would think that's needed. You you would assume he understands if he says, I want to run the damn ball, that he can't do it all the time with Tony Pollard. No. And maybe it's, if you want to tell me, Tony Pollard plus Malik Davis is the answer, okay. Okay, because I liked Malik Davis last year. I sat right here and begged them to give him the ball more. 
Because he averaged like seven yards a carry in a game, and he showed Kellen, flashes. Kellen Moore gave him like seven, like five carries. No, nah, but let's give Zeke the ball more. That makes sense. Yeah, no, to- totally. Uh, yeah, we'll see what the what the Cowboys have. They've obviously taken apart some things. They've tried to put some things back together with the moves at wide receiver and cornerback. Would it be defensive end they would look at at twenty six? That's what Mel Kiper has right now, just before Bijan Robinson, and I'm glad Zay brought it up, and just before Darnell Washington. That's going to cause a small tear to run down my face if Darnell Washington is that close to the Cowboys and they don't take him. I understand he has he doesn't have enough out there to justify the pick to some people. I get that. I would love to have that guy on a team I care about. I love that dude. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like he's going to end up somewhere. He's going to end up somewhere else. I think so, too. I mean, you can't have them all, but dude, how good was Dalton that? Schultz leaving – that spot is open. How big time would that be for Joe Burrow to get to throw to a dude like that? Oh. To be your safety your safety valve down the middle? Yeah, because they just got rid of Hurst. I think Hurst went to New England. Yes, you're right. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. And he was good for them at tight end spot, especially during the end of the season. New England's getting some pass catchers. Yeah, they're doing some things. They're trying to put it all if, with if, Juju if and Mac, stuff. Yeah, Mac Jones, if they can figure out the stuff to get it all together, uh, and and getting Hurst, that they may be able to figure something out. Uh, they, they, that Bill Belichick may be good after all. <laughs> Doug on it, he may figure this thing out. All right, coming up, why today matters. It is March twenty first. Not a whole lot on the birthday list, but there are a couple things that we can discuss. Plus, we're trying to get rid of grudges today. Tom Herman and Drew Locke did it. Do you have a grudge you'd like to see end? We've gotten sports grudges and musical grudges. Let us know what yours are today on The Horn. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Chad and Zay. What was she saying? Stomping. What was that? No? I don't know. What's it called? It's funky enough. It's funky enough. Do I have any chance to know who this is? No. Alright, who is it? DOC. D-O-C? D-O-C. 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 Is that with or without periods, Zay? With. With periods. Full-on acronym. With periods. Yeah, D-O-C. He's from Dallas, but he was hanging out with Dre in NWA. Okay. And he wrote a lot of Dre stuff on The Chronic. Oh, So he, he lost his voice in some... Incident, I think he had like a car accident. Oh, damn. So he was a good rapper, lost his voice, couldn't rap no more, so just started writing for guys. And Man, that's yeah, his best work probably came on Dr. Dre's Chronic album. So he gets credit as DOC yeah. on the record. Mm. That's wild. I hate those stories, man. We've, yeah. We've had a lot of weird ones of those sometimes where it's the voice will go out. 
they, you know, there's something happens with the voice. They can't sing anymore, can't perform. But uh, at least there's a story like that where you could still contribute uh, some way. D.O.C., Cool in the Gang, Saxon, Norman Greenbaum, and Anthrax. Now, that is a festival, ladies and gentlemen. That's the one you want to go see. Also, the, let me see if I get this right, Farrah Manchi? Farrah, what was it? <laughs> Who? Farrah? Farrah Monk. Farrah Monk. Farrah Monk. Farrah Monk. Yeah. It's a monk. Yeah. 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 Close. Yeah. See, that was the problem. That's why he didn't make it big. His name was too hard to pronounce. <laughs> exactly. Guys like you. We couldn't get guys like me. Faramonkey. <laughs> Have you heard the Faramonkey? No. Faramonka. Faramonka, I think is what it is. Yeah. Um, that's not what it is. But the beat was great. Uh, all right. So we got March 21st today. We'll tell you why it matters. And unfortunately, we got to tell you why it matters to NBA fans on the sad side. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, so on this March 21st, I'm trying to think of like when I was first getting into watching the NBA, there were certain images that were became those stock images that I always had. This wasn't necessarily the first one, but I'd say it's among the first sort of five images I would have had. I remember seeing the Rambus-Kevin McHale collision early on. I remember seeing a replay of Rudy Tomjanovich and Kermit Washington early on. And I, oh, and I remember the grainy footage of MSG with Willis Reed coming out on that floor. Willis Reed is dead today at the age of 80. Uh, they have now released that information. Ten seasons in the NBA for Willis. I do not see a cause of death here. I don't know if he had been sick or not, but rest in peace to the great Willis Reed. I'm sure the Knicks family, NBA family, will absolutely feel that one today. A legend, Zay, and one of those just archetype stories of toughing it out, working through an injury. It's one of the first ones people talk about. I mean, people will say he had a Willis Reed moment. She had her Willis Reed moment. They literally reference the dude because it's so famous. Yeah, if you're a New Yorker that was alive during that time, there were some pretty special times with those Knicks basketball teams who had Dave DeBusher and Walt Clyde Frazier and Willis Reed, who was ahead of his time as far as big men went. Like, he would step out and he would shoot that lefty jumper and he had great touch and he made other bigs step out when it was more of a you know think about George Mikan and think about Bill Russell and all those guys that played more of an inside game Big Willis Reed he would step out and show you that jumper him and Bob Lanier they kind of transcended the game in that way so yeah sad to hear that he passed away today but 80 years that's a pretty fulfilling life and yeah hats off to the family and all Knicks fans and the whole Knicks organization. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really sad to hear that one. Uh, I we you know I usually each day I usually focus on the birthday part of it. You can look up who dies on a certain day. I usually don't try to look at it that way. That's why I always go with the birth side of things. But occasionally, um, you know, unfortunately, we, we do have to report on that kind of stuff. So sad to see that story in the NBA. Obviously, there will be some tributes coming up. By the way, speaking of the Knicks, did you catch um, oh, Julius? Randall. Did you catch that act last night? Bang. Whoa. Now, unfortunately, they lost the game, but yeah. Julius Randall went for 57. And by the way, in a loss, 
I think I might respect him more today for how mad he got last night. Did you see that moment? He got pissed because he screwed up defense. Mm. He got mad because he allowed he allowed penetration. It was his job to stop it. He didn't. He sits down on the bench on that next timeout, and he starts smacking the pad and punching stuff, and he's pissed off. Teammates could not console. And, and you know your other teammates are probably thinking, dude, you put 57 in. This is our problem. We're trying to help you. But he really showed a lot of good leadership last night. But he went crazy, Zay. This Knicks team is fun to watch. They are fun to watch. I think Jalen Brunson coming over from your Mavs, Chad, has been the change of the team. I mean, I didn't know if he could be that number one point guard guy or be the main ball handler for a team that has the chance to do some damage in the playoffs, and he's proven me wrong. I mean, the three lefties that they got, R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson, Mm -hmm. those guys, they can really hoop. And Emmanuel Quickly, he's a really good player coming off the bench. Quentin Grimes, U of H player, Houston, Texas, he's very good for Tom Thibodeau. So as long as Tom Thibodeau... Keeps those minutes controlled because we know he likes to play guys like game 64. He likes to give his best players, even though they're in the playoffs, like 40-something minutes. If he could tame uh-huh. that down to control that, then the Knicks, that first-round matchup between, well, right now, between them and the Cavs, I could see that easily going seven. So I- I'm with you. They're really fun yeah. to watch. And, yeah, I know people like Sam Morrill, who we had on our show, are probably hyped to see that they're doing as well as they're doing. Yeah, no doubt. Knicks are the five seed right now. Yeah, in Gen Pop, one out of every ten people are left-handed. Knicks population, a little higher than that. Crazy. A lot, a lot of lefties going on there. Well, it's a, tough to guard a, a great good lefty. Point. Ask Texas women basketball about guarding a tough lefty oh, Yeah. last night. That's true. That's true. She uh, She's left-handed. Yeah. She is left-handed. Let me make sure I get her name right because she'll come after me if I don't. Haley Van Lith. <laughs> Haley will find out where I live. Yo, what did Sonia Morris say to that girl? I don't, I don't know. What happened there? I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. I, I don't. We haven't talked about that yet, but that little incident where Sonia Morris has something to say, you just got drove by basically 20 points. Just shake their hands, go to the locker room, have your coach apologize for the loss, and yeah. take that L. Unless you know her, know her. Right, if well, she does. I think she does. Like, I are think, they close? I think she went somewhere and they played against one another okay. at one point. So this isn't the first time they've faced yeah. off. And as long as you handle it the right way, and it's like, uh, yeah, again, you just ate. Um, you know what was the what was the final? They lost by twenty two. Yeah, you just ate that kind of loss. I mean, it's got to be some version of, hey, go win this thing. Hey, go win. Best of luck. You guys were yeah, you were awesome tonight. Go win the title. If it's anything other than that, if you had a lecture ready to go, like, what are you doing? Yeah. She just took you down by 22. <laughs> Gave you 21. and Right, and scored 21 while doing it. What are you going to tell her? You, you know, your attitude is, well, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> which, which, you know, it's such a double standard in women's sports because I've seen people get after women athletes for beating their chest and getting hype. And have an emotion because it's not ladylike, air quotes, and, you know, you shouldn't do that stuff. No, F that. Get in someone's face. Yell, scream, show emotion. They need more of that. We need more of that in women's sports. I love that kind of stuff. They got on Brandi Chastain in 99 for taking her shirt off and getting that excited. Like, come on. People got got on her about that. Like, it was somehow not ladylike. It's like, huh? 
No, I, I loved that part of it. It's not exactly the way I would be if I was a player. It's not something I necessarily want for the best player on my team, but it is entertaining. And if you can't shut her up, then you just got to walk it. Right. I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what else you wanted, wanted, wanted to do. I, you got you to gotta be the one to, to make her stop talking. Kim Mulkey's LSU team, they talk probably more than anybody in <sighs> women's yep. college basketball. Mm-hmm. And their best player, the big girl, Reese, she had a shot that she blocked like in the stands this year. And she'd go, give me that. Yeah. You know what she said? Give me that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've heard that so many times in the men's March Madness tournament, and the refs, they're just letting it go. Wow. Yeah. She got a tech for saying that. They teed her up for they it. They teed her up oh, for it. She was yeah. like, what the hell? Like, stop. And people were trying to say, like, oh, she's being ghetto and stuff, which is ridiculous. They don't even go to that type of conversation. But she was just showing enthusiasm, and she don't take no ish. Yeah. And exactly. she's tough. She's tough as hell. Yeah. So let her do that. Like, the double standard with that, I'm not with it. And, yeah, I I appreciate, even though Sonya Morris was in the wrong, I appreciate her saying something last night. That's yeah, cool. There's one or two problems there. Either the officials need to stop being that sensitive or more LSU fans should go to women's basketball games because they could probably hear her swearing more. That's probably yeah. what it was. <laughs> right? When she yelled it, they could probably hear a little more. Yeah. She was awesome, though. She's a great player. Um, yeah, a lot of good energy there. And Texas, unfortunately for them, was on the business end of a lot of good energy from Louisville. They advanced. The second quarter was the key. 21-7. Hard to overcome that. Texas could not do it. They are out before the Sweet 16. Of course, the men's team getting ready for Xavier in the Sweet 16 on Friday evening. Friday, let's be honest, Friday night. They're going to tip it about 9 o'clock probably, 8.45 scheduled time. 8.30 is your pregame time uh, right here on the Horn and over on Coke FM. Up next, we'll get you stems and seeds before we get out of here. A lot of stories hitting today, including the Cowboys just made a signing, and it's a running back. Why am I not excited? You'll find out. On the horn. Bust it. Chad and Zay. Oh, here we go. So, same thing we discussed the other day. With this name, is there a certain point where you feel like you need to change it? If I'm young MC, at some point, do I change or do I leave it? You got to leave it. Just leave it alone? Yeah. Okay. Also, if I'm young MC, at some point, do I do an entirely raw, swear-filled album just to prove I can do it? Nah, you got to stay in your lane. Mm. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. This song was kind of big. It was a little big. Yeah, kind of popular. He might have a house or five because of this song. <laughs> he might. Young MC, DOC, Cool in the Gang, Saxon, Norman Greenbaum, Anthrax, and the dude I can't pronounce, Farah, Farah, Farah Monch. That's it. There we go. With a great beat to start the hour. Admit it, you know every word to the Young MC song. Have you ever seen that Will, uh, not Will Smith? Have you ever seen that um, George Clooney movie, Up in the Air? Where he's the salesman that travels all the time, and he ends up, they end up at a party where Young MC is performing that song. Uh uh Watching uh, George Clooney like get excited about Young MC being there and kind of doing a little white guy dance. Right. And it's kind of, kind of, kind of cool. Who's the kind woman of, in that? 
Anna Kendrick, who is that? Anna Kendrick, yes. Okay. Anna Kendrick's in it, and then the older the older woman. Uh, I can I never think of her name, but I love her. I love that actress. I just can't think of her name right now. Uh, but Up in the Air is a good movie, if you have a chance. Jason Bateman's in that movie as well. Uh, all right, so uh, before we get out of here, let's go Stems and Seeds. Cowboys get a running back, and we got to figure out if this is a good idea. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. All right, Zay, they always accuse me of being a self-loathing Cowboys fan, and this one is just one I may be too close to. A, he's going to the Cowboys. B, he's been a Buccaneer recently. Ronald Jones to the Cowboys? How should I feel about this? Um, I, this is like a C get, oh. I guess. Okay. I mean. 25, maybe about to be 26. I just, I mean, the Super Bowl year for the Bucks, there was almost a thousand yards, but you pointed it out. There was that a hundred yard run in there. I just, I don't think the guy's ever been consistently great, and I don't know, like, do they have a running back that you can really say, "Well, we're gonna run the damn ball. We're going." Like, this, it, it just feels like two guys that neither of them are the bell cow. I mean, it definitely doesn't change your mind if you're thinking about getting B. John Robinson. You don't look at Ronald Jones with this one-year deal and say, we're good at running back. Now we can look at a Darnell Washington, our old boy from Northwestern. I don't look at it that way, but do you think Jerry looks at it that I way? I really hope not. Does Steven look at it he that can't. way? They can't. Ooh, Please, That's they what can. I wonder. Getting these moves, going Gilmore and, and Cooks and now Ronald Jones, do they think that that's checking the boxes on all three of those positions? It's not. Ronald Jones is a number three guy for a rookie running back like a B. John Robinson with Tony Pollard. I agree. I'd like to see there's some versatility to Ronald Jones, but I don't know that you hand him that ball 18 to 20 times in a game. And I really don't know if you want to do that with Tony Pollard either. No. So Mike McCarthy might say I'm wrong. He might say, no, 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 Chad, we'll get it. We're going to run the ball, and Pollard's the guy. And you're wrong about that. And we're going to take that 15 carries to 10 like we were with those other two guys. We're going to switch it. It's going to be 15-ish for Pollard, 10-ish for Ronald Jones. We'll throw them both the ball. We'll be fine. And I'm going to have to live with that, I guess. We'll see. Because I love your thought that it wouldn't affect the way they think about the draft. Now I'm worried it will. Ronald Jones is a Dallas Cowboy. Hey, remember, tonight, World Baseball Classic, 6 o'clock on FS1 for the final, USA and Japan. All right, coming up tomorrow, it'll be a Wednesday show. We'll get into start digging into Texas and Xavier, let you know a little bit about what Xavier's got. We'll also hopefully grab our two insider guests, Justin Wells at 105, Chip Brown at 205 from Horns247.com, and we'll get you a full Wednesday show as we cook towards the Sweet 16. Ball Don't Lie is coming up next with Rod and Harge, and then of course, Texas Baseball taking on UIW at 6.30, 6.15 on the first pitch time. Have a good one. See ya!